Yes! I'm so excited. You hear that? Hear what? Sounds like somebody's excited for the draft. Oh! I am. Mason's excited for the draft. Welcome back to the For the Love of Balls podcast. I'm Ryan, joined by my co-hosts, Caden and Mason. Best season of the year. Yep. Three weeks till the draft, guys. Let's go. That means that we have to start talking draft now. Yeah, we've been talking. We we talked about the quarterbacks a little bit a couple weeks ago. Last week we went over some sleepers, but today we're going to get into actual positions. some more yeah. positions. We're going to run through the top of each position, just what we think about them. Maybe fits just whatever, um, mm-hmm. where they're going to go. So, yeah, so let's get right into it. We're going to start out with receivers. Sure, you don't want to just go running backs. Run through that first. It's kind of the least uh, less good interesting. One. Yeah, I mean, uh, as, run as, through that one. As the, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know you intended that one. <laughs> A little intended. A little intended. All right, all right. I'll, I'll look somewhat. If smart. you really want to, we can start with running backs. Just right? oh, I hate running exactly. backs. Exactly. Just because as the <laughs> as the value of the running back position has devolved across the NFL, so has what looks like the crop of talent in this year's running back class. I can maybe get excited about the prospects of one of the five guys we're going to talk about, and that's the first guy we're going to get into with uh, Kenneth Walker out of Michigan State. Yeah, he was super fun to watch he all was year. Really fun to watch the Michigan game. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, dive a little into his profile. He's 5'10", 210. Uh, NFL-sized yeah, build. That sounds standard. Yep. Yeah. It's about right. Ran for 1,634 yards, scored 18 touchdowns, put up a 89.3 PFF grade, and forced 89 missed tackles first in the country it's last really year. It's really impressive. Yeah. yeah. Also, I mean... His game will translate. He's a damn good athlete. He scored a 9.24 RAS score, which for you guys that aren't familiar out there, it stands for Relative Athletic Score. It just puts you up against players compared to you. Yeah, it's, it's just calculated based off of your height, weight, 40 time, just anything athletic, really. It's a oh. scale based on uh, one It's one to ten scale, so obviously 9.24 is a really damn good number. That's mm-hmm. quite good. I really don't see any way he's not good in the NFL. No. It seems like a pretty can't-miss player. I feel it. I mean... I'd I'd have like a second round grade on him. I a team's probably gonna take him back of the first. I don't want somebody to take him back of the first, but it's probably gonna happen. God, <laughs> welcome to for, Buffalo. I pray Kenneth. for a day when. Oh, that that would be good for Buffalo though. Yeah. Singletary sucks. He was fine last year. But Zach Moss. No, yeah. Zach Moss is worse. He was a healthy <laughs> scratch. Yeah, if you're he a sucks. healthy scratch. You should probably be cut. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they both they both suck. They yeah. need a, they need an actual running back. They to need pair a with good Josh running Allen. back in the room. And I, I think a, a guy like Kenneth Walker would be nice in those uh, cold winter games in Buffalo. They're still not going to give the ball to the running back in a cold winter game in Buffalo. No, no but you know, nice to at least <laughs> have him there. Maybe emotional support, I guess. Yeah, they need like a good leader. Yeah. Yeah. Like Some Tom good Brady. Leadership. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. They should just take Tom Brady. All right. So yeah. are we saying Kenneth Walker is the Tom Brady of running backs? I think he could be so, if he wants to go to Buffalo. Well, that's that's what they need him for. So are you saying Kenneth Walker is a checkdown merchant? <laughs> uh, because Kenneth I'm saying Walker Kenneth Walker is a, is a great leader. Kenneth. Okay. You know how much better their defense is going to be because of Kenneth Walker? Their defense is pretty damn good last year. I'd, but with Kenneth Walker's leadership, is he going to take over for Von Miller? Yes. Kenneth Walker is going to be coming off the he's edge probably gonna, and running He's the probably going to teach Vaughn Miller. He's probably going to be like his, That's true. his mentor. Vaughn Miller's kind of just a lot of hype at this point. Like, he hasn't really produced that much. That in is true. Career. Yeah. He's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> Can't even get through that sentence. Uh, okay. Move on to a move, different anyways, running back. Move on to the, uh, the second of the five and the only other guy who I think has a real shot at NFL production at a high level, and that's Brees Hall. He's a uh, 6'1", 210, a little bit... Or 220, excuse me. A little bit more of a sturdy build. 
He's been a bell cow for Iowa State since his freshman year. This year he ran for 1,400 yards, scored 20 touchdowns. Had an impressive streak of Hard 20, not to like. 24 mm-hmm. straight games with a rushing touchdown. That's impressive consistency. And for a big dude, I mean, his RAS score was 9.96. So Yeah, that's ridiculous. He's tough runner, and if you want to compare someone in this year's draft class to a lighter version of Najee Harris from last year, Ugh. it's Brees Hall. Yeah, I, I know I you're pro. Uh, I loved him for fantasy, but well, real yeah, life. But, uh, real life, I mean. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I could, I see him kind of in that top tier as well. I think he'll be pretty good. Yeah, for a team that needs a running back to just come in and handle eighteen to twenty carries a game, Brees he'll Hall's, do it. Brees Hall's your yeah. guy in this draft. We thinking probably second round as well. For I'm him. thinking late second, early third for Hall. Yeah, sounds I've, about I've right. I've heard some buzz about him possibly going to Buffalo in the late first. I think that would honestly be. I don't hate it because he's a he's a much better receiver than Kenneth Walker is, but yeah, you're getting more versatility there. In terms of especially when you're receiving back, Zach Moss is garbage. I would consider Singletary more of a receiving back than really? Moss at this point. Hmm. Yeah, they honestly yeah. might just even use Brita. Yeah, I, got, I forgot oh, they got Brita. I forgot about that. Yeah, he's better Game than both changer. of them. 49er yeah. legend, Matt yeah. Brita. <laughs> And then, all right, we can probably run through these next three guys a little bit quicker because, like I said, these guys are kind of all more what-if scenarios. Isaiah Spiller, for me, is a very floor running back. He's at a, it's A&M. He's 6'1". He's 215. Ran for just over 1,000 yards. Not as year. much carries as the other guys. No, as many carries, excuse me. A&M had a pretty deep backfield, and Spiller obviously didn't get handled as much of the workload, so he only scored six touchdowns. Which does bode well, actually, because that it means does. he hasn't had as many carries in the NFL, yeah. so he's not going to fall off a cliff as soon. However, you watch his tape, and uh, you see kind of the, the Le'Veon Bell type of running style where he's patient, but it's to an extent where he is overly patient on too many carries, and should have got five yards on about 20% of carries where he gets two yards. Yeah, I mean, that's not going to work in the NFL. No, the NFL's yeah. way faster. And, again, he's not a great athlete. He has scored a 5.6 RAS score, which is on the back half of average for his position, for his uh, height, weight. I think he's going to be, like, probably a backup for a lot of his career, but he's probably going to stick around for a while just as that guy who can do a lot of stuff. Sounds about right. We'll pick him up off waivers every so often yeah, when the starter gets exactly. out. Yeah, that type Isaiah of guy. Spiller will score me 15 fantasy points one time in the next 10 to 15 years. It'll happen at some point, and then yeah. we're going to say, hey, remember when we talked about that on the pod? <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a good moment. And then moving to a different style of back, we've got Notre Dame's Kyron Williams, who we, we all got a chance to watch. Mm-hmm. And he's, I mean, he's a he's, tiny guy. He's yeah, he's 5'9", so small. 199. He's not going to be a he's not going to be a bell cow in the NFL. You have to accept it at that size, but it doesn't mean he can't be a good player. Ranford, I mean, maybe Aaron Jones was a bell cow for one year, and he's fine. That is nine. true. Yeah, I mean, it's it's possible. You just need, I mean, if these guys are really built strong and not that injury prone, it's possible. Yeah. Carter, but, uh, 990 yards, scored 14 touchdowns, had one of the more impressive runs I've ever seen from a back against North Carolina when we yeah, watched him. That's a good one. He's got good contact balance for a guy his size. He's a good pass blocker, a good receiver. His problem is that his athleticism is just not going to translate. It, it didn't. He didn't look that fast on tape. He he got he gets hawked pretty uh pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. He, does, yeah, he doesn't have the ability to break off those yeah, yeah, those long runs, which you'd want from a guy who's five nine. He had some fumble issues in college, and he has a three point three nine RAS, which yeah, is which is actually very below average. average. Yeah. yeah, this is a guy who, if your team drafts him, take a few years of development, and then you'll probably see him on third downs. I mean he. He's probably going to play like J.D. McKissick. Just ruin a running back's fantasy value. <laughs> that type of guy for sure. Yeah. yeah. And then the last running back 
finally get to receivers in a second, is uh, a guy a lot of people are really high on, and I, I would like to be high on, but I really just don't understand the college production, and that's Damian Pierce. And this guy, he's Florida, 5'10", 225. He's a big dude. He runs hard. He runs well. And he was the highest graded running back by PFF in the entire country at 92. Wow. And if you watch the Alabama game, he handled the bulk of the carries, and you saw why so many people are high on him. He runs yeah. with a lot of power behind his pads. He's got good acceleration. That translates to the NFL. But then you wonder why over a full season of 13 games started, he could only handle 100 carries for 500 yards. And he scored 13 touchdowns, but I'm just confused why. Yeah, the volume yeah. is not there, which he's, is really odd for he's a, a guy senior. that size. His entire career, he's never handled more than that 100 touches. Yeah, there's got to be a reason. I mean, is, That's just weird. My first thought would be Dan Mullen's running back rotation was weird, and one of the many reasons he got fired from Florida in the first place. But at, if you want to look on the bright side, he's coming into the league fresh, and while he does have some speed limitations, he probably could be the 1B to a pretty good 1A back. It's Yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's rare you get a, a power back like that who hasn't had that many carries, so in a way yeah. that could potentially be advantageous. Scored a 7 Raz, so I mean, he's... A, he's pretty athletic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a higher-end athlete for his size. Yeah. If I had to rank these guys, it would probably be like Walker Hall, Pierce, uh, William Spiller. Yeah, I think I would probably agree with that. Yeah, and uh, I think that means we can move on to a position that is going to be the talk of this draft from, I mean, it already has been, and it will be till probably the end of time. The yeah. receiver class in this draft is Receivers stacked. are what gets talked about every year. We gave you guys eight year's... of them for yeah. this segment. We could have given you guys 12 to 15 of them yes. for how deep of a class it is. I feel bad leaving some guys off this list. But uh, we might as well dive right into it. Yep. And, uh, wide receiver one, a guy that <laughs> originally in this process, we started watching film a while ago. Yeah, we've been watching it for months now. We had such a weird, terrible bias towards Drake <laughs> yeah. London. To I don't know we why. Just, he, we, we couldn't stand we him We just no. did not like him We at saw all. a guy most people view as a top 15 pick as a guy we wouldn't sniff in the second round. Yeah. And I, maybe it's because he played for USC. I feel maybe like we had some JJR Sega Whiteside bias I don't know, but. I, I think we, I think the JJR Sega Whiteside stuff was. Like, yeah, it clouded our vision Definitely. for a bit. But I, I mean, I've seen the light. I get it. I have too. He's, he's going to be a good player. He's six five, two ten. He put up eighty eight catches for a thousand yards and seven touchdowns in eight games played this year before yeah, he fractured his ankle. He's, he, I mean, he's a great contested ball catcher. He. He doesn't really have the deep speeds that hurts him, but I, he can still create separation I said, I in short. I want to put sleep right now. He gets open. Yeah. yeah. He gets open he gets o- I mean, at a decent rate. For a dude that size and who doesn't really have that speed and twitch, he runs a damn good slant route, and he can get yeah. open in short yard He's great with the ball in his hands, too. Yeah. Like, he can break uh, after tackles. the catch, he can totally, totally break yeah. tackles. It's a really weird comparison to make, but we've all talked about it so much. He kind of looks like Kyle Pitts. Yeah, he's basically, yeah. if you label yeah. Kyle Pitts as a receiver, yeah, he, it's Drake London. Literally, yeah. Yeah. So, I think, I mean... Only flaws, deep speed, and the fact that he wears those damn three-quarter cut pants. I hate those That might have been a part of our bias I think it well. really was. He just doesn't wear look... Wear full pants. Just they look, look ridiculous. Like a, a, no, uh, in his defense, in his defense, he plays for USC, which... It's probably pretty hot down there. Yeah, so. but he should not be destroying a secondary looking like that. It, it's just not acceptable. No. Who wears three quarter cut pants? Hey, but you want to know? You want to know the best part about this prospect? Hmm. Tell me. He has piss baby potential. He does. He does. Tell Have me you, why. I mean, th- every play. I mean, you you see these clips of this guy and his helmet's being thrown off. He's mouthing uh, off to the defensive that backs. Did happen, like, yeah. yeah. 
This guy's got piss baby potential. I kind of like a receiver to talk shit, though. I'm calling it. Drake London will be a piss baby of the week next year. All right. At some point. All right. He likes to get into it in the run game. He blocks well. He does block well. Something we didn't mention. Which is why that's probably going to happen. That'll be an Andre Johnson situation. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Bring us to the next one. Is the first of the Ohio State duo, and that is uh, our favorite, probably, I'd say. I don't know. I don't know. They're they're just different. But bring, bring us through. Yeah. Slightly higher on Garrett Wilson than I am Chris Olave, but we'll focus on Wilson for now. He's kind of on the smaller side, but both of them are. Six foot, 192, played primarily in the slot. 70 catches, just over 1,000 yards and 12 touchdowns. He put up an 84 PFF grade. And when you watch Garrett Wilson... You he see ju- Deontay Johnson. He just gets open, Yep. And but he doesn't drop the ball. He's Deontay yeah, he's Johnson, Deontay with Johnson without hands. the drops, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I mean, I like him a lot. He had a lot of production in college, especially in a crowded receiver room. Yeah, he's great, quick. Yeah. I mean, he gets open deep. He gets open short. He's I would say a capable blocker. He's not a long speed guy. He's never going to be a take the top off the defense guy. No, no, it's not like he's a no. burner, but he's he's fast enough. If you're looking for 85 catches, 1,100 yards, and eight touchdowns a year, Garrett Wilson's probably yeah. your guy. I, it's I mean, hard for me to see him not being good in the NFL. Yeah, he's agreed. A, I mean, both him and London, I feel like are pretty can't miss. Like, it doesn't really matter where they go. They're going to be good. Yeah. yeah. He finds his own and he sits in it. Like, he's going to get a lot of first downs. Yeah, yep. agreed. completely and agree. I think any team would take a receiver when third down can find the space in his own, beat man coverage, and get your first down. Yep. Good athlete, too. Got a 7.7 RAS score. Yep. Solid. A guy I could see going top 10 to top 15, just like Drake Yeah, London. somewhere in the middle of the first round, probably. I think the Falcons take either of these two, honestly. Yes, I think uh, the Falcons are going to want to get another pass catcher. So. And then we they, could, they could have Kyle Pitts and Kyle Pitts oh Jr. That would be incredible. That'd be so fun to <laughs> they watch, would honestly. You wouldn't be able to tell who caught the ball. I know. Yeah. yeah. If if Drake London actually goes to the Falcons, we're, we get to see how true this take is. <laughs> yeah. Because that offense would be so funny. Drake London will just cease to exist. It's practically a two tight end set. That's going to be so sad. One of our top two receivers is going to cease to exist. Yep. If they get drafted by Atlanta. That Unfortunately, sucks. the Falcons don't exist. <laughs> oh, they still, they never will. And we'll move to... But Mariota's uh, there now. We'll move to Mariota. I do love Mariota. To my, my crush for the last four months. Mr. This guy does not shut up. No. Yeah, I, I want dude. him so we'll bad. We'll let you take it away with Olave. Yeah. Uh, my draft crush for the last few months, Chris Olave. He's 6'1", 190, so he's pretty small. Uh, but, my God, he's so good. Last year, he had 65 catches for a little less than 1,000 yards and 13 touchdowns. Uh, Raz score of 8.7. He's, a, he's super athletic. He's mm-hmm. super twitchy. runs great mm-hmm. routes. I mean... He also ran a what four three six the combine. He actually has yeah. the deep speed. Yeah, like he which could, we did could, not expect. I didn't. We I did didn't think he was going to no, be that. We fast. definitely didn't expect the first time that he recorded. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The first time we watched Alave, I would have told you he was going to run four five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. just the way he's using the Ohio State offense, he doesn't run a lot of streaks. So no, like, not really. They don't like to take the top off the defense a lot. They. I, I think his game running. might look a little different in the NFL, but this yeah. guy, I mean, he might be the best pure route runner in the class in my mm-hmm. opinion i don't know yeah. if that's a hot yeah. take or not but yeah, i'd so. probably give it to him i mean anything on the route tree i've seen this guy run so yeah and it's, for his size he's a he's a decent blocker i don't know i think uh, it's it's hard not to he, like him he's feisty as a blocker i'll give him that which yeah. is all, pretty much all you can ask for out of your receivers mm-hmm. yes as long as they're yeah. giving effort i mean he'll be on the field yes i think he's another guy any quarterback would love to have He'll probably be a damn good receiver in the NFL for he the next nine to ten years. He will be an incredible packer for the next ten years. 
And when he is a Packer, we will never hear the end of it. I think you're going to get the next guy instead. I sure. <laughs> That's possible. You're going to go to the next guy. And now we kind of hit this part of the draft where these are a lot of exciting players, but they also Polarizing players who aren't perfect. polarizing receivers. Mm-hmm. We've got our first three who we think so will be So our opinions pros, start to differ a little bit. But then these next set of guys are guys that, I mean, we don't really know. Jamison Williams, kick it off. Alabama, 6'2", 189, smaller size. Elite speed. Elite speed. Beyond elite speed. This dude runs post routes for fun every play. Yeah. I mean, dude runs a nasty stop and go, as you see that clip that's on the internet every single day. I mean, 78 catches for around 1,500 yards and 15 touchdowns speaks for itself. Yeah. Uh, The only thing that worries me is the ACL, how he'll come back from that. I feel like he'll probably be fine. I think he'll probably be fine, too. A few too many body catches for my liking on film, but another thing you can probably fix... There's yeah, more, they, they can work through that. There's more I like with Jamison Williams than I don't like. Uh, he just gives me the John Ross concerns. That's that's about it. Yeah, Small, I think he's a little bit more dynamic, though, than John Ross in terms of route running. I, I think you see a little bit more versatility with him. It's not just streaks. He runs yeah. a little... He runs a nice stop and go. He runs a nice post, post corner. You know, he's got he's got kind of the deep route tree down. He also, surprisingly enough, when we watched him, he got let down by Bryce Young a few more he times did. than I would I would yeah. imagine seeing. Yeah. And he also uses his speed really well in space. Like when when he's in an area with kind of defenders, he's able to just work through really smoothly and create yeah. separation. It, it's it's impressive. I've like seen, when he gets the ball, it's it's touchdown pretty much. I've been seeing future chief Jamison Williams as a as a thing on Twitter for a long time now, and for months I was just not on it because I really just didn't feel the need for even after Tyreek got traded another deep threat. But as I've sat down and watched more of it, I would be he's I'm, more complete than he's, people give exactly, him credit for. I think yeah. because he's so fast, people just want to call him a deep threat. But I think he. He can be more. I think he's got some refinement to his game, and I think if he goes to the right team, he can work that. He can work a lot better. Yeah. Future Packer Jamison Williams. Immer-Lave, I basically just man. want this whole list. Yeah, agreed. No. Well, besides I mean, one of them, but we'll get to yeah, him later. But you guys are forgetting something. What are we forgetting? You know, he's never gonna be. What? Van Jeff. Oh my God! God what? That's just out of left field. <laughs> Van, Van Jeff is better. Come from <laughs> weird. Oh, okay. I we'll love see. Van Jeff. Give me, give me a year. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting of, to. Yeah. One of our favorite players. Yeah. Mason and I have kind of been frothing over him. Yeah. For, we, we've been on this for a while, actually. People are starting to get a little down on a good old Traylon Burks out of Arkansas, but I will stay strong. Uh, on you the pronounced AJ Brown wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. He looks like AJ Brown light with the way Arkansas uses him mm-hmm. with his speed after the catch. Which, by the way. He ran a four five five at the combine. He plays faster than that at his size. I don't care. He reached twenty one miles an hour on film last year. Yeah, like, like this is a known thing. Yeah, they tracked it. He plays fast in game. That's what matters. The dude's fast, and he's a big. He's a big gadget player, which is really fun to watch. He had sixty five catches, eleven hundred yards receiving, and eleven touchdowns. I couldn't find the rushing stats, but I got to imagine it's around three or four hundred mm-hmm. with how many carries they gave him. You throw that guy an in route and let him bully receivers down the field. You throw it to him downfield and you watch contested catchability yeah. that I wasn't I, expecting to see. Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't think that was part of a game, yeah. his game at all. His but game he can totally Auburn do it. Was crazy. He made at least two or three catches in that game that made you think, "Damn, this guy has 
pretty much everything you need in a receiver. Yeah, I, I think he has the actual potential to become a dominant wide receiver his, run on some team. His yak ability is incredible. Yeah. Yes. When you get him the football, he will not go down on the first contact. No. I think Burks' only thing is his route refinement, which, again, is not a huge thing. But it, no, he'll it, work it could on be it. a thing. Yeah. Uh, I hope he goes to a team with a fun offense, with somebody that will actually like get creative ways to get him the ball. Future Packer Traylon Burks. This guy, every time... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, once we get past the, those top two that are probably going to be gone, it's just all these guys. Bring them in. Yeah. Uh, you want to move to Pickens? Mm-hmm. This one uh, we're more split on. I personally love Pickens. I, I think he has a ton of potential. Mason does not as much. Right? I don't really know what you think of him. But, I mean, he's – he's. I actually wrote that down wrong. It's, he's 6'4". Uh, he's 200 pounds, and he's ridiculously athletic. Only problem is he was super injured last year, so he didn't really play. It's been a while since he played. Mm-hmm. Didn't really produce that much when he did play. I just I wouldn't touch a receiver like this with a ten foot pole. I ran, or I I gave you guys uh, his stats from his freshman year of college. I mean, forty nine for seven twenty six and eight. It's a pretty impressive freshman season. And he had some good especially highlights, especially in the SEC. In the SEC, yeah. I just I don't know when I turn on the film from his freshman year and from like. Obviously, you can't watch the Alabama game from this year because it's just fresh off an ACL. You're not yeah. going to see the same play. And he's, mm-hmm. he still made damn good catches in that game. He yeah. made one catch. Yeah, it was a good it was catch. one catch. I know, but I'm just I'm not going to let that one catch swing me. Uh, his freshman year tape was slightly underwhelming compared to what I was hearing about him. Well, I mean, you got you can't think about what he was. You got to think about what he could be. I mean, the dude is six four yeah. with elite athletic traits. So we can't think about like, what he was. We can only think about what he could be. Yeah. What he is doesn't matter. I don't like that out of a prospect. He was nothing. Well, I'm not for saying I'm not saying take him top ten. No, and I'm not but, saying take him second round. No, take him second round and enjoy. Okay, this somebody is, else. This can is a guy. That. This is a guy that like it's it's just a risk. Like you can get him and he could be incredible and it's going to be looking back like, Oh, he fell because he tore his ACL in college. And now look at all these idiots. Or he can be a guy that you will just never hear his name because he's injured. If George Pickens is DK Metcalf. Oh, well I could, I could see that. Yeah. I just think possible. I just think it's a 70, 30 chance. He's a bust over DK Metcalf. I think that he is definitely not above any of the other guys that we've listed. I don't so think no. he. I don't think he's above any of the other five. But I think if he's there, late second round or early third round, like no chance it's worth it. Third round. It's it's so worth it. Like my, my views of him is not what NFL scouts think. He won't probably won't sniff the mid second round. I would think he's probably a late first round guy with the amount of stuff I've. Been he is. About he him. has been rising recently. Yeah, which is unfortunate because <laughs> if the Chiefs draft him, uh, you're probably not going to hear from me for a while. <laughs> Uh, You'll that, hear from me, and that, I'll be telling you congratulations. That'll be the that'll be the end of one hell of an off season. Uh, move on to the last two, who are who are I, I would say I, my opinion a step down from the previous six. You but, you might like them more than Pickens. I don't. Uh, but. I don't. But there's two guys who have solid floors. One with a ceiling higher than the other, I think, and the higher ceiling goes to Sky Moore out of Western Michigan. He's 5'10", 195. He had 94 catches for 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns. Uh, he's kind of just speed personified, mm-hmm. honestly. He's a good slot guy. He gets open. Western Michigan ran, I swear to God, like 80% RPOs. I know it's not 80%, but it damn near felt like it watching his tape. Pretty much. But it showcased his rack ability, and he's got a lot of it. I think this. He has uh, a lot of straight line speed. Yeah. yeah. Catch the ball, run straight, touchdown. He's also got good hands. He's got... Big hands. I saw his combine yes. measurements. He's got 10-inch hands. Those wow. are lineman hands. Yeah, those yeah. are huge. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like his physical profile a lot. I like his speed. Uh, I, I, 
I mean, I didn't see anything crazy no, on the route running. Like, it wasn't that impressive. But I think for a guy that's probably going to go in the second or third round, I'm sure. Yeah, I would agree. Back into the second round, if you can get yourself a Sky more, I would be more than happy to have him on my team. Yeah, I think that'd be, that'd be nice, for sure. Yeah. Uh, last guy? Yep, finished off with uh, Mr. Jahan Dotson, who I... Uh, I don't know how I feel we about this guy. We are three Jahan Dotson neutralists here. Yeah. Because I think he'll have a solid floor as a seven, 800-yard receiver. Yeah. And I don't think it'll get any much better I mean, than he's that. He's 5'11", 180. Uh, he put up solid numbers in college, about 90 catches, 1,200 yards, and 12 touchdowns. I mean, that looks good on paper, but he only had a 6.3 RAS score. He's not super athletic. Average athlete. He doesn't really break tackles. Like, good, Decent separator. Like, yeah. He'll, he'll get open in the slot. I Yeah. I, it's just, uh, I, I don't know, I don't see him being anything special in the NFL, but he could be an okay player. Unfortunately, if you're looking for an X receiver or a Z receiver, you're going to have to hit the first round unless yeah. Christian Watson's available. Yeah, we couldn't even talk about Christian Watson, uh, how big this list was. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of the back end of this draft class for wide receivers is a lot of guys who I think are going to make their careers in the slot. Which yes, isn't necessarily definitely. a bad thing. It's just if you're looking There's for a There's a lot of those, body, yeah. Yeah, you need to hit in the first round. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, that's that our, about wraps up our draft content for today. Oh, Next yeah. week we'll we'll be back with more um with more types of players. But uh, to finish out the episode, I think we have a little. Uh, it's a little bit. We have a little bit of NFL news. A little bit of NFL news and and some non NFL news. Some cleanup in a way. In a way. And then we have our fan question. But we'll start out with uh, we'll start out with um, the DK Metcalf trade rumors. Do you got? What do you guys think of that? Do you think uh, he's going to get traded? I think it's stupid if they do. Uh, I wanted to believe the Seahawks are capping, but honestly, after the entire Russell Wilson situation, I don't know what to believe with that organization because it was, no, we're never trading Russell Wilson and Russell Wilson's gone the next week. I think, I think honestly, if a team comes in swinging with like a, a nice offer, the Seahawks will probably pull the trigger because, I mean, what, you're about a year away from having to pay DK. Yep. Granted, they're not paying anybody else in that roster at this point. But In, in my opinion, you, you just, I mean, you look at the Stephon Diggs extension, all these receiver contracts, you're going to have to pay DK a lot of freaking money. Yeah. And I just, I don't think with your, your lack of quarterback and ability to have any good players in the trenches, I don't think that you want to be paying a receiver that much when he's not going to produce that well. I think you either get rid of him or Lockett if you're Seattle, well, yeah, that's in my opinion. I think they get rid of Lockett. Yeah. I think getting rid of Lockett and then paying DK, that makes sense. Pay yeah. one receiver. I don't think but they, they definitely won't keep both, but I think Lockett they should, should get be rid the of one, one they get rid of. If they keep Lockett, that's just stupid. It's, yeah. Now, I don't There's know if no you guys point. agree Well, he me. makes less money than they have to pay DK. I so. mean, I guess. I mean, yeah, think but... about it like this. It, supposedly, they got offered the 10th pick for DK. I don't think that that's true. No. But if they did get offered that, they should accept that. I would agree, yeah. I mean, you, I mean, cause you, you think get about, the chance to take your pass catcher. After they could either have 9 and 10 and draft two really quality young players on cheap contracts, or yeah. they could even move one of those down, have three first-round picks this year. Are you yeah. kidding me? That's, I mean, not, not having to pay those guys is way more valuable than paying DK $28 million a year to not produce because they don't have a quarterback. I don't know if you guys agree with me here, but, I mean, we're talking about from what the past four years, I'd say – no matter how good Russell Wilson has played, we're talking about a bottom five front office in football. I would think <laughs> they just have not made good personnel decisions to try to build a winning no. team. Russell Pete Wilson carried them power. as long as he could. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't really trust this front office to actually make the moves they need to make as a team. So yeah, it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be weird. Whatever happens, I think DK Metcalf probably gets shopped for a second rounder at this point with the way we're <laughs> Seattle's working. If I oh, if I don't get to watch the Drew Luck DK Metcalf connection. I'm going to be so really angry. angry. Don't you mean the Baker myself. Mayfield Tyler Lockett connection? 
Why do you guys hate Geno Smith so much? <laughs> Geno Smith will win out. Yeah, I, I hope so. That actually, that's presence. what I need. I need to see the Geno Smith Metcalf connection again, but no for a one, whole season. No one wants Drew Locke's dancing antics on the sideline. They want oh good, God. hardworking Geno Smith exactly. to come in, throw for two hundred and ten yards, mm-hmm. a touchdown, and three interceptions, and go <laughs> yeah. into halftime down twenty-four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'll have one good drive in there when you like, oh, look, look what this dude could have been if he didn't yeah, throw all those interceptions. Yeah, very nice. Maybe the Jets fucked him up. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I guess if we're staying on the topic of the Seahawks or ex-Seahawks, uh, Bobby Wagner signed with the Rams in the last mm. week because, of course, these things happen right after we post our episodes every yeah. week. But uh, what do you guys think of that deal? I hate that. I'm going to give this deal one big whoopee because it's $50 million <laughs> I completely agree. for a linebacker who actually fell off a cliff last season. The <laughs> tackle stats are there, by the way. If you look at tackle stats as your number one way to grade a linebacker, you should probably turn off the podcast. That is actually like It's, it's just not. Yeah, it is. Tackle stats are the worst stat in football and looking at defense. You know who player. led the league in tackles once? Blake, Blake Martinez. Martinez. How good is he? Terrible. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. Bobby Wagner was up there in the league. Bobby Wagner tackles. is a Hall of Famer. Yes, but last mm-hmm. year he was not as good as he used to. Bobby be. Wagner has he put had, together he had years moments of where excellence. he was good because his play recognition is still really good. But he he simply does not have the athleticism he used to. As an yeah, I say he's deteriorated as an athlete. His coverage ability fell off a cliff. Years of insane level play from Bobby Wagner. He's an amazing player. Nothing but respect for him, but this is a bad contract, I feel like, for a guy that's just a run stuffer at this point. Apparently this is just happening for Actually, all these like, gonna, later half I'm going to take the plays, bad so. contract part back because the Rams linebackers before they made this signing were actually probably bottom. He is like, he's better than who they have. That's true. He'll probably be decent he's there. He's better but... than Super Bowl champion Troy Reader. <laughs> that that's a good awful. point. Yeah. I mean, if you're the Rams, the way the contract is structured, it's actually pretty friendly for a couple years. So yeah. if you're the Rams, I get it. But I don't think that their front office should be getting nearly the praise that they are for this. Like no. when I saw it, I was like, Okay. The Rams, the Rams don't have cap space. Well, actually, they lost like five players this offseason. Yeah, they, so it's, they lost a lot of good yeah, players. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. say you can you can slow your roll there on the the Rams work around the cap. No. Yeah, the Rams are not. They like, just replace what they lost. The Rams are not gods. They no. beat the Bengals. Yes. <laughs> hey, what? Don't talk about my Bengals like that. You're not even get out of here. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, move on. All right. Anyways, uh, so we also, uh, I already mentioned the Diggs extension. Uh, there's the rare in-division trade. Round of applause. What the Dolphins and Patriots what mat- make deals What before. mature young men they are. I don't know. Indeed. Yeah, but anyways, Devontae Parker's now a Patriot. Yeah. What do you guys think of that? That's fine. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's it, what I said, I mean, too. it does right. just kind of add to the mid-receiver room the Patriots hey, already that's have. that's slightly above average to you. They're creating hey. a giant room of wide receivers. In what dreams. world is it slightly above average, though? No, no, I meant Devontae Parker's slightly above average. He's, uh, he's decent. If if Kendrick At Moore, times. Jacoby Myers, or Devontae Parker had a wide receiver one in front of them, they'd get open a lot. Yeah, the exactly. problem is they all don't. of them don't have a wide receiver no. one in front of them. Do you, do you think all of the mid will make decent it i mean uh, did I think, it would you say it did this year no but now you've added one more mid <laughs> exactly yeah, how, much, really... how much Devontae? how much do you think Devontae parker helps the mid i don't think i he mean he's better it. than the rest of them i agree but he's also injury prone and he hasn't really showcased anything i mean Devonte parker like has him. been a part of mid in miami and yeah. what has he done there yeah, these are good points you guys are making yeah Anyways, that about uh, that about wraps up our NFL news. We just have our our question to answer now. A lot of mid. 
Jesus. It was, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Our question this week was brought to you by uh, by Shane, friend of the pod. And he wants to know if we would rather have an offensive line unit made of corners or a defensive <laughs> back unit made of offensive linemen. <laughs> offensive line unit made of corners. Yeah, right, we definitely. are only throwing screens and cut blocking everybody. Yeah, I guess you'd have the speed. Or you can just have a quarterback immediately when you get the ball just skyrocketing in the air. Yeah. Way deep. As high as you can and as far as you can, the receiver can get under it and catch it. We are not surviving a full drive with a bunch of offensive linemen yeah, trying to no. play in coverage. Unless, no. we, unless we want to press them. Yeah. Get shoved to the that, ground. That'd be really funny, but it would not work. No, yeah. The corner the corner offensive line thing at least has like a sliver. It's either do you want to give up 45 on defense or do you want to score nothing on offense? I would rather score nothing on offense. With the O-lineman playing corner, I mean, future Hall of Famer Jameson Williams. Right there. Yeah. He would, get, he would go to the Hall of Fame if if there was a team. <laughs> Mercedes the Hall of Fame would just purely be guys. wide receivers. <laughs> Oh jeez, yeah. So that that's the answer to that. I think uh, we're we're in, in consensus. consensus. Yeah, yeah. Well, alrighty, that about wraps up this week. Uh, we'll be back next week with more more draft content as we get closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looking forward to it. All right, bye. Peace.